welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Gokey, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 13. Hey, I want to give you a fun little tip. I sometimes uh, will be kind of reading through a passage, and as I'm reading through that passage, I'll send it off to a friend. I'll go, hey, listen, I was reading through this passage, and I was thinking about I was thinking about you, and maybe it was a situation or something they were going through, and I'll send that off to them and just say, hey, I just want you to know I was praying, praying for you and, and thinking about you, and so anyway, I just wanted to send this over to you. So I think it would be cool if you're interested. Uh, you could do the same thing with uh, one of these podcasts. If, if you've listened to one of them and maybe they've encouraged you or maybe it's been one of these things where you're, you're listening to it and you're like, oh, man, I got a friend who, who's who been struggling. We were talking about this. Send it over to them. You know? And even if that, they can hit me up on, or you can too, hit me up at, at Front Porch Confessional um, on Instagram uh, if you do that. I'd love to interact and, and help in any way I can. I mean, again, like a part of this is I'm trying to figure this out right alongside of you. And so if that's helpful, then maybe that's something you could do. If not, totally cool. Uh, just listen to it. But it's something that I've been doing and I have found that it's actually a really cool encouragement for some people. They're like, wow, you like you were thinking about me like, yeah, I was, you know, I'm working through it. You know, I just was thinking about you. So anyway, just thought I'd toss that out as a suggestion. Um, other than that, I hope you're having an awesome day, night, afternoon, wherever you're at. Hope it's awesome, and I hope you're doing really, really well. Hey, one of the cool things that started to happen in downtown Phoenix uh, when Patty and I started to live there. So Patty and I were in Phoenix for 11 years. And what we found in Phoenix is Phoenix used to be kind of rough and tumble, and then it started to shift. And one of the really cool shifts that started to happen, happening is that they were taking some of these old rundown buildings, and they weren't like completely renovating them. What they were doing is keeping the structure of these buildings. Uh, and, and so they looked old and kind of dated, but then they had this modern twist to them and, and, and they had these, uh, they kept the old beams. And so it was kind of rustic, but so beautiful, so artistic. And so what they did was they would do that and then they would complement it with like a coffee shop or a burritos, you know, burritos or really cool sandwiches or all this kind of stuff. And so that started to take root and more and more people and investors and were coming in and starting to revitalize the downtown, which was so amazing. And one of our favorite places, we have this restaurant that we love. By the way, if you've never been to Phoenix to try the food in Phoenix, I, I have traveled all over this country and, I, and I've traveled the world as well. I think Phoenix has some of the best food. I know it doesn't get the props it deserves, but I'm telling you, Phoenix has some of the best restaurants, some of the best food. You got to go check it out. And one of our favorite places is kind of one of these old rundown storefronts fronts that they kind of revitalized, made it hip, cool, kept the integrity of the building, had a really cool outdoor space. It's called Cafe Otro. And we love, so Cafe Otro or Otro Cafe is one of our favorite restaurants. It's one of those restaurants, like we were in Phoenix a couple weeks ago. I told you that we were visiting my son who's going to Grand Canyon University. And so we were visiting him. The first stop we made as a family that we always make, it's, it's our first stop, is Otro Cafe. We love it. They're carne asada is prime rib. Yep, no joke. 
prime rib. So good. So if you're ever in Phoenix, go to Ocho Cafe. Tell them that Front Porch Confessionals. No, I'm just kidding. But that would be really cool, wouldn't it? Like I, I would wish. By the way, their green salsa is to die for. It's unreal. So anyway, we love Ocho Cafe. It's the seeing the beauty of this old space with like this new artistic feel. And then the food is so amazing. The chips are handmade. The salsa is incredible. And the whole experience invites us in. It creates for great conversation. It creates great memories for our family. And so it has become one of those staples as we return back to Phoenix here and there to visit. And again, like I said, a couple weeks ago, we were there. And as a family, it was one of those moments we just sat around and said, this feels right. You know, this feels right because we are seeing God's beauty in all the way they took old and made it new and eating this delicious food. And so when I was thinking through this passage, I couldn't help but think of that space that I would say is a space that our family has created memories, enjoyed really, really good food. Um, but uh, the passage today is this, Psalms 34 And it's a passage maybe you've heard before, but I don't know, maybe you haven't sat back and maybe you haven't thought all the way through this passage or or thought about the ramifications of what it means to you. But it's this short verse, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. There is a place we all need to begin in order to receive the whole of what scripture is saying about God. There's a place we need to begin. Slow down, taste, and see that the Lord is good. But here's the interesting thing about tasting and seeing is it can be very subjective. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, here's an illustration. I have a friend who he likes beer and uh, he's tried all these different beers and he's decided one of the favorite beers that he likes is called a sour. It's a sour beer. Now, I'll have a beer every once in a while with my friends and I've tried this beer. It is the grossest thing I've ever tasted. He loves them. In fact, he prefers them. If we go to this a restaurant, he'll get a sour beer and he's trying to get me to taste it. I try it and it's so disgusting. And then honestly, around the table, there's a couple other people that are like, no, that's really good. I'm like, how can somebody like something that's so repulsive, right? I don't understand it. Like they think it's the greatest thing ever. I think it's absolutely gross. And so you can see how if we're not careful, we just play that out into other things in our lives, right? We do the same thing with God all the time. It's like, yes, of course, David is saying, taste and see that the Lord is good. But let me tell you, like my experience with God, you don't know it. Like it's not been an easy one for me. Like I've struggled with God. Like I've tried to be a part of this process, but it's not really going well. Right. And so I've tried to, to taste, I've tried to, to see if he is who he says he is. And it's been really hard. And, and, and the hard part of that is that's subjective. This is you've, we've, some of us have created these stories that it's hard to honestly talk about 
because it's your opinion, your story. You know, a lot of times I'll be sitting with people, start telling me their story about what God has done to them. And it's difficult. It gets really difficult because they feel that fully. But in some ways I can look through that and go, I feel like you're being very, very subjective and you're making God the problem. And so a lot of times within tasting and seeing, it can be very subjective and we need to be very careful because what David is trying to help us get to is no, no, no. Taste and see who he really is. He is, if you've listened listened to one of our other podcasts, he is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is consistent. He's not a matter of being subjective with. You don't get to be subjective with God. God is who God is. And so we are the problem when we become subjective about God. That's where the real struggle comes in. And what it prevents us from doing is really tasting, really enjoying what it is to be loved by God the Father, to experience His love and His grace and His mercy, to consume that, and that it permeates all parts of of your life. And then what that ends up doing for many of us is, is it really allows us to see God. But I think for many people, we've become blind to what God is doing all around us. One, because we're not really truly tasting, we're not investigating, we're not allowing it to hit our palate and 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 it like like a like a good uh, meal, like move it around and it's hitting all of our taste buds. No, we just kind of move on to the next thing, and, and it doesn't allow us to see. And so we don't really, or we're not really aware of what God is doing all around us. And when we were in Kauai, our family got the opportunity to go to Kauai in, let's see, it was in July. We, we did it for our, our son. He, he went to college, uh, as I've told you, in August. And so we did this huge family trip out to Kauai. We'd never been to Kauai. Unbelievable. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. Every beach was cool. There was, it was like, you know, these little like private beaches that you had to hike down trees. I mean, all of it was amazing. I mean, the, 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 the rain and the rainbows and I mean, all of it, the ocean, the water, everything was incredible. It was just magical, a really, really magical, magical place. So if you live in Kauai, you live on uh, in on heaven on earth. It is just the most amazing place. But anyway, um, here's what I found interesting about um, Kauai is I love to snorkel. I, I, I love um, being out there in the open ocean. I love exploring. I love all of that. And so we're in Kauai. I'm taking my daughter snorkeling and she starts saying like, I don't see any of the fish. I don't see any of the fish. And I keep saying to her, no, 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 like we got to go under the water. She's like, yeah, but the water's like really clear. We should be able to see them. And I, I didn't disagree with her. I'm thinking, yeah, that's what I've heard. I've heard the water is so clear that you can see all the fish, but the reality is we can't see them. We cannot see them. So the assumption that we make is there are no fish in the ocean based upon what I'm experiencing from the shore. But then we put on our masks, we put on our fins, she gets on my back, which by, by the way, it ended up being far more difficult than I ever imagined. Her hair kept getting caught in my snorkel. So I'm like diving under the water and like feel like I'm drowning. But anyway, so we dive under the water. The moment you dive under the water, I mean, 
There are fish everywhere, coral everywhere, gorgeous, beautiful, oh my gosh kind of stuff everywhere. You see, we didn't see the fish from above the water, from the shore. No, no, no. We had to go under. We had to dive in and experience and see all that was happening underneath. And I think so often that's what we're missing in life. So many of us are just on the shore looking at the water going like, I don't see you moving, God. I don't see what you're doing. We're looking at life and going like, I don't know how you're moving until we start digging in and digging deeper and really seeing what he's doing. You woke up, your heart took a beat. Your lungs were filled with air. The sun set in the sky and you are now alive. Look, see what he is doing. Taste how good he is to you and I. You know, Patty, as we've been married, we'll be married in December for 21 years. And for most of my probably adolescent years of marriage, I, 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 I would complain about what she didn't do. And I totally missed everything she was doing. That's not fair to her. Right? Because I'm uh, placing some subjective desires upon her. You needed this. And if you did this, this would make my life better or it would help me or whatever. And I wasn't really seeing who she was. I wasn't seeing the mother she was. I wasn't seeing the way she was caring for our family because it was really at the end of the day, this is so hard to admit, all about me. So I missed it. I missed her beauty. I missed the way she was caring for me and caring for the family because I was far too narcissistic in the way I was living life. And I wonder if you're there. I wonder if it's why you may be missing that the Lord is good because he hasn't done what you wanted him to do. He hasn't become who you've wanted him to be. And what I love about this passage is it's this prophetic vision. And we've talked a little bit about this idea, but this prophetic vision of what Jesus sees accomplished as he comes to a Passover meal and he says, this is my body. This is my blood. Every time you take communion, you are tasting the bread and the wine that is reminding you of the sacrifice that he made for you, of the goodness that he has for you. And then what he did is he, he lived this beautiful life and, and then he died and he rose again and his disciples saw that he was good. And I wonder if you've ever stepped back and you've ever just observed all that God is doing, if you've ever tasted his goodness and seeing that he really is good and that he really does love you and he really is near to you and he really does have a plan for you and for me. And when we allow our human palates and perceptions to be permeated with the goodness of God, we can really experience the holistic health and care that he wants to give to us, that he is. So where could you taste and see the goodness of God today? Where could you taste and see the goodness of God 
today. May the goodness of God invade all of our senses so we might experience life and life to the full. Take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is nearer to you than your own heartbeat. Till next time.